Okay, if you have your Bibles, please turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 onwards. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 onwards. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Christian. I know we live in a fancy world where carrying mobile phones is not heavy, but carrying a Bible becomes heavy. Two mobile phones is still okay. But I want to tell you, as long as we have the freedom, let's make the best use of it by carrying a Bible, which also defines our identity one way or the other. So, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 onwards. And I'm going to read um, in a way that we can understand from the Indian context. Because sometimes the measurements and the currencies in the Bible... we might just read through it without even understanding what does it really mean so i've converted the currencies and the measurements into our uh, understanding so that you can understand and i'll read this from the message translation i might be skipping one or two verses here and there so that we can uh, just get the complete context of it so verse 24 onwards at a later time this benhadad king of aram pulled together his troops and launched a siege on samaria this brought on a terrible famine so bad that food prices soared astronomically 20000 rupees for a donkey's head and 400 milliliters ml of dow droppings for 1300 rupees one day the king of israel was walking along the city wall a woman cried out help your majesty he answered if god won't help you where on earth can i go for help to the granary to the dairy the king continued tell me your story she said this woman came to me and said give up your son we'll have him for today's supper tomorrow we will eat my son so we cooked my son and ate him the next day i told her your turn bring your son so we can have him for supper but she had hidden her son away chapter 7 verse 1 elisha said listen god's word the famine's over this time tomorrow food will be plentiful 9 kg of fine flour for 250 rupees 18 kg of barley for 250 rupees the market at the city gate will be buzzing the attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man you expect us to believe that trap doors opening in the sky and food tumbling out you will watch it with your own eyes he said but you will not eat so much as a mouthful it happened that four lepers were sitting just outside the city gate they said to one another what are we doing sitting here at death's door so after the sun went down they got up and went to the camp of aram when they got to the edge of the camp surprise not a man in the camp the master had made the army of aram hear the sound of horses and a mighty army on the march, on the march they told one another the king of israel hired the kings of hittites and the kings of egypt to attack us panicked they ran for their lives through the darkness abandoning tents horses 
donkeys the whole camp just as it was running for dear life was 16 the people then looted the camp of aram food prices dropped overnight 9 kgs of fine flour for 250 rupees 18 kgs of barley for 250 rupees the king ordered his attendant the one he leaned on for support to be in charge of the city gate the people turned into a mob poured through the gate trampling him to death it was exactly what the holy man had said when the king of elijah had come to see him an amazing story what happened in 24 hours you know in 24 hours what could happen the first story that i remember is the demonetization you know we have experienced what could happen in 24 hours in fact my wife and myself we were in a honeymoon in indonesia when everything was normal the next day we started to get these whatsapp messages where 500 rupees and 1000 rupees have been turned into this uh, groundnut uh, or uh, yeah, you know the shopkeeper selling it with groundnuts so we were like what is this uh, new design that's coming out and then people started to forward it more and more and then we realized demonetization that you know how in in 24 hours what was so valuable just started to slip off now in 24 hours a lot can happen if you have the word of the lord 24 hours it can be literal or it can be figurative and here is a story that is remarkable we cannot comprehend what is what has happened in this place because this kind of news is not very common these days we hear about famine yes we have not seen or tasted famine much but we do hear from the news the closest i could hear from this passage was when um, uh, in haiti after the earthquake you know it was so bad no food no proper facilities that they started to have this special mud it was very fine particle of mud so they started to mix it and make chapatis out of it it is nothing but mud so it was very smooth fine mud they started to, and i was shocked to see that in the news that in the 21st century you're seeing something so primitive they started to make exactly like a chapati and started to fry it and people started to eat it eating mud but that's the severity of famine that we have seen you have you have seen the floods in chennai but no matter how much it was i don't think anyone came to that situation of eating mud but see there is a situation here in samaria there's this king called aram who is from uh, syria and uh, so he is surrounded he's put a siege now israel is running out of food running out of food running out of food and it has come to a point first thing is that they were um selling donkey's head now donkey is supposed to be an unclean animal now you do not eat an unclean animal but when it comes to such a worse situation you don't mind eating food that you don't like you don't mind eating food that is against your convictions and here they were selling donkey's head for 20000 rupees 
ahead that you are not even supposed to eat you are buying and eating secondly dove droppings dove dropping is nothing but dove dung 400 ml of dove dung dove dung for 1300 rupees now why dove dung this dung was not for cooking no 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 this for eating see dove is supposed to be a very clean animal it eats clean food probably dove dung was a little more refined than the other dungs <laughs> so for them it has come to that situation they started even think which dung is the cleanest dung of all the dung can you imagine a situation coming so bad that they are even ready to eat dove dung not just get it free of course but they buying it and then came the situation of eating children eating your own children boiling your children and eating can you imagine a situation that could come so bad no we know that parents sacrifice everything for their children and i think that is very much part of the culture throughout ages but can famine be so bad that your children become your food inhuman but that is the severity of famine so i'm painting the picture for you to understand how terrible the famine is so bad that even their own personal convictions goes so low that they are even willing to boil their own children and eat share it with the neighbors and if it is just between two families that means they are eating one child every year every day because next next day she said bring your child see it is really un- unbelievable now in the midst of all these things now elisha comes and he says this time tomorrow food will be plentiful that's the biggest joke of the century this time tomorrow food will be plentiful and now he is not talking figuratively he is talking literal now tell me with all the technology that we have can you ever have food for a nation within 24 hours with no matter how great the technology is it will take time for a crop to grow it will take a time for crop to be planted then grow the seed to be planted then it has to grow produce fruits i'll tell you it will take time and now it is not for a family or two it's talking about a nation how can your convictions be so blinded that you are even putting your science physics and chemistry to the side and saying this time tomorrow food will be plentiful what if the lord has a word for the nation do you have the courage to speak that it's as good as saying this time tomorrow there will be snow in chennai please go and buy thick blankets not now at least now you can believe its weather is nice at the peak of summer you just say that this is the word of the lord this time tomorrow there will be heavy snow in chennai i know it is impossible even if god tells you will say god i need 100 clues how this is going to happen it was exactly like that it is it is unimaginable and i'm going to talk about the man who was third in charge and basically i'm going to talk about you know why we don't get to see miracles in our lives 
today in the cities you know we get to hear about miracles we have reports about people going and sharing about what the lord has done just yesterday i was hearing from uh, rajiv was telling that uh, uh, rajiv chaladara he was telling when i went to nagpur and there was these ordinary simple pastors and the stories they were saying was just mind blowing he said yeah we went to this village and this person died and we didn't know what to do so we all laid our hands and we prayed and slowly his body became warm and by by the next day he woke up and started to walk it just sounds like some disney movie or something like that but this is happening in today's century it's just that we don't get to see in our modern fancy intellectual world but why are we limiting god in this and i'm going to focus on that and he says this time tomorrow food will be plentiful and look at the prices he's even giving you the pricing that is crazy this time tomorrow food will be plentiful itself is plentiful not to believe secondly he is giving you a price tag 9 kgs of fine flour for 250 rupees now you are paying 1400 rupees for dow dropping for 400 ml and he is telling this time tomorrow 9 kgs of fine flour will be sold for 250 rupees even the price does not match 18 kgs of barley for 250 rupees you know this is the power of the word of god the power is so powerful that you need the mind of christ to understand the things of christ it is not possible with every intellect that we have because it does not match because god's word is not based on our circumstances no it is not based on what people think not based on the news not based on the facts not based on what the poll says nothing he defines everything i love when one african guy in kenya he opened up one of my concerts with a rap song and uh, he said god created this world out of nothing and he hung the earth on nothing and that is so profound and this is the god that we serve but the question is that when challenges parents you are so concerned about the future of your children so much so that you already want to make sure that they get into this line to this line to this line to this line where is god in the midst of all these lines god comes into the picture when your children fail in 10th standard why why can't god be before that my wife and myself we were speaking at the red bridge international academy in uh, bangalore for their annual day a couple of weeks ago and the principal was telling something that i can't imagine where india is heading a father brought his two and a half year old child and came to the principal for admission for nursery school and as the father was asking questions he asked the he asked the principal so what kind of uh, coaching classes do you have for iit exams <laughs> so the principal was a bit confused he said sir are you asking for yourself or for somebody else <laughs> and uh, the father said no no this is for my child she's only two and a half father is already concerned about iit where are we heading and where is god in the picture in the midst of all these things i want to tell you parents and would be parents i just want to tell you that let jesus be in the center 
of your decision making it's not all about stocks and markets and all those things money comes money goes but being in the center of god's will should be the core in what we do and what we live so here elijah says this time tomorrow food will be plentiful and imagine what god did he has so many ways so many creative ways and here he created a sound a sound as massive and as genuine as an army and that sound was enough for the entire army of aram to flee and imagine how much of food they would have carried so much that can serve a whole nation and that is the power of god and i'm going to focus quickly on the man the third in rank who was as human as you and i he looks like a bad person in this passage but actually i'll tell you you and i can easily put ourselves into the life of this man probably we are most connected is this man to this man rather than anybody else third in rank he says do you think that god will open up the trap doors of heaven and pour food from there because he knows it cannot come from ground it has to come from somewhere else and why this man could see the miracle but not taste it that is my focus why was this man able to see the miracle and not taste it and in today's world a lot of the times we get to see the miracle we get to hear the miracle but not taste the miracle why and i have five reasons i don't know how much i can cover but i'll just quickly tell you what the five reasons are first one is it's a brand new thing it cannot be possible unbelief i'm focusing on unbelief it's a brand new thing it cannot be true second one it's an unusual thing it's a sudden thing it cannot be true third one you know unbelief questions the accuracy of god's word how sure are you that god is telling you to do this fourthly unbelief says it is impossible to achieve this thing it is impossible and fifthly unbelief says there's only one way god can work we start to define how god can work and i'm going to focus whatever i can ajeev what time should i close please 10 o'clock okay thank you so first one unbelief says it's a brand new thing it cannot be true i want to tell you today is there anything new in our families no oh for the five generations we have had doctors so we must have another doctor why why can't you be the patient no why do you have to be the doctor you see it is nothing new if you see it's like even our shopping the same whole street has all the footwear why can't they go to the next street i don't know but they all want to have everything next to each other even fuel stations gas stations next to each other where are we in our creative world why can't we ask god for something new it's a brand new thing it cannot be true now yesterday um, uh, anish was uh, telling about how uh, the man who uh, directed and produced the movie the least of these it took him 18 years to make this movie and he said his mother was one of the first um uh, ordained ministers she had just gone to the us finished her theological studies and she has come back there from chatisgarh so she became an ordained minister one of the first women in north india uh in the cni church to be ordained and next thing the son goes and says mummy i want to be a film producer in bollywood and 
that is a shock and he says his mother sat down and she encouraged him said son i want to stand by you i want to encourage you and can we take such news we want to see the world reached but unless we go there how will they be reached now we know that politics is bad politics is bad because you are not there right when see you want to see the change we have to be part of it you know we cannot we cannot control remotely from a distance so we need to do and young boys and girls i want to tell you just don't do things what is comfortable do things what the will of god is telling you to do no matter how big or how small it is how glorified it might be or how secretive it might be do what the lord has called you to do that is the thing that is when we will see a change in our nation otherwise it's going to be difficult that we are complaining and complaining you see we have had missionaries and evangelists even jesus sent his own disciples they say that there were two disciples who came to india one was thomas we all know but the other one was bartholomew they say he came to gujarat and that area for some time i'll tell you we have had two disciples why are we still stuck to 2 or 3 or 4% the reason is we are just stuck with our own in our own world when are we going to go and take the seven mountains and be a true example of christ it's a brand new thing the enemy says it's a brand new thing this is not for you just take up a simple government job you will at least have your income regularly don't have to go through what jetavs is going through you will be safe you will be happy make sure see at least for next six generations you will all have those things you see why are we stuck on that young people is there anything new other than engineering law computer science and doctors do you think god only has four options i want to challenge you today look at that the news that recently came when a bus conductor in bangalore cleared civil service exam if he can do that why can't we i can't do that i anyway failed in 10th standard so at least but you can do who have clear 10th standard but i just want to challenge you today is that what is something new that the lord is speaking in your life now today god has given me platforms a lot outside the walls of church and when i sit down and listen to people man i'm wishing when will our people be there in mumbai i was speaking at uh, iit and there is this guy two boys simple ordinary boys with an amazing uh, they have they call it green shoes so what they have taken is shoes that have been discarded and they are able to uh, remodel these shoes put new soles with the same topping and they are doing it for a cause and these guys already have 10 crores of funding people have poured in and we are still deciding what kind of paper should we use for our advertisements and these are ordinary people but they wanted to think outside the box it's a brand new thing it cannot be true that's what the enemy says many times you see our studies have nothing to do with our work 
My favorite example I like to use is when I met a Tamil family in Phoenix, Arizona. A wonderful family. We had, they hosted us so well. And I asked, so I asked this lady, so what are you doing? She says, I'm working as an HR head for American Express. I said, what did you study? Chemical engineering. I said, what has chemical engineering to do with HR? Nothing. And why do we even study? We study without purpose. We study with too many options. If this doesn't work, somewhere I'll get one job, no? Degree. All that matters is a degree. No! We need to live a purpose-filled life. I always tell people, education is good as long as it equips you to becoming what God has called you to become. If, you're, if you love math, if you love accounts, then study accounts. Don't study science. Don't study medicine. That is not going to make you a good accountant. But you must pursue your dreams, what God has called you to do. Money will follow. Why? Because the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added into your life. Doesn't matter what kind of profession it is. When the Lord wants to bless, he will bless. When the one Lord wants to take away, he will take away. He can take away to that extent. You know, what, what here it says, you know, God can reduce you to extremities that you cannot even imagine, either internally or externally. Here we see that donkey's head, dove's dung and a boiled boy eaten even by his own mother. God can reduce anyone to any extremes. And God can bless anyone to any extremes. He is sovereign. And I want to challenge you. What is something new God has called you to do? When I look at my life, you know, I still remember when I came to do my US visa, 1999, here in Chennai. You know, those days you have to stand in the line. I came at 3 o'clock in the morning. Already there's a big line. And I just stood there, 700 people. And one man came and said, what are you doing? I'm saying, I'm looking at when will this line become smaller. He said, this will not. He said, you just stand there, 50% of them will be gone. And then I applied for my visa. I slept on the footpath, literally. Because I have to wait for evening to know the news. So I slept on the footpath. I had no problem. I brought a towel with me. I slept on the footpath. And then I got my visa. It was not that I was poor. No. It was just that, you know, it was close to the embassy. Where will you go? You just wait there. And uh, another time when I went to apply again, the guy looked at my documents. I only had four pages. He says, uh, are you, are you an agent or you're an applicant? I said, I'm an applicant. He says, you cannot be an applicant because I did not wear a coat or something. Even though your coat has nothing to do with the visa, but people buy new suits for the visa. And when you go inside, people are so tense, they don't even know what is right finger and left finger. He's saying, put your right index finger, exactly left hand goes there. You know. But I want to tell you that people can look at you from many ways. But the Lord said, Benny, I have a plan for you. And it's a brand new idea. I want you to travel to every single country in the world. But people laughed at me. People said, Benny, how can you do that? And when the Lord started to take me and, you know, my travels were, you no, know, ultra fast. 
sometimes four countries in one day. People said, what are you trying to do? What do you get by going there? Sometimes one day, one country. And nobody understood what I was doing. It's okay. Why should the world understand everything that you're doing? Doesn't matter. Over time, they will understand. But what matters is, are you in the center of God's will? We are so concerned about pleasing people that many times we forget to please God. And we all know that if you have to please God, many times the world will not stand. Even Peter. See, Jesus came to please his father by dying on the cross and Peter pulls Jesus to the side and he says, no, you can't do this. You can't die. Jesus is advising the son of God. And finally Jesus had to, no, Peter is advising the son of God and Jesus had to rebuke him. But I want to tell you that what is God telling you something new? And here he says, Benny, I want you to travel to every country in the world. And it's not a joke. It's not easy. I have thousand rupees a month being a wife of missionary. Don't even have enough money to take a guest room to stay near the embassy. And here God says, I have a plan for you. See, many times... We define these plans based on our budgets. If God's dream is within our budget, it's okay. God, I believe it. Or if God's dream is within our framework, like now for example, you are a manager. And if the word of the Lord says you are going to become a general manager, we have no problem in accepting that. We'll say amen, praise the Lord. We'll find three verses that we have already memorized which can go along with a general manager. That's fine. But what if the Lord says that you will do something lower than what you're doing? What if the Lord says, I want you to resign this job, uh, this job and sit at home for one month and pray? You'll say, God, I need at least three clues why I should do this. I need four confirmations. Lord, I'm waiting for three men of God who does not know me at all. You see, we just go on with so many things because it hurts our pride. But the same thing, if it is all about prosperity and upliftment, we don't need any confirmations. But this is human. And I'm just speaking plainly from where we are at. But what if God has something new for you? In fact, when I traveled for about 13 years, one of the key questions people asked me, what world travelers, they would tell me, Benny, how could you still enjoy doing what you're doing? See, the first 50 countries you can enjoy. After that, it's just another plane ride. It's nothing great. Like the Caribbean islands, 32, 31 days, I took, yeah, no, I went to 22 countries, uh, 31 days, I took 32 flights. And these are scenic planes, which means what? Only single-seater, big windows, because... These are low-flying aircrafts. You get to see the beauty. And I'm sleeping. 20 minutes flight these are. That's it. And one day the crew came and this air hostess came and said, Sir, these planes you're not supposed to sleep. These are scenic planes. That's why we've given you big windows and this. I said, you know what? This is what I'm doing every day. I'm just... You know, it is not so fascinating to fly after a certain point. 
and in order for you to enjoy what you're doing you need to be in the center of god's will only then you can enjoy most of them today when i ask them how is your work ah nothing usual it's same thing one hour in the traffic going one hour in the traffic coming sitting at in the office you know their life is so pathetic i get depressed listening to them they're making good money but you know it's very depressing i think life should be far more exciting and joyful than just doing things for the sake of doing it and here what if the lord says it's a brand new thing and i could enjoy this gift of travels from day one till the last day it was an adventure for me my my vacation was my job my job was to vacation now imagine when your job becomes your vacation it is thrilling but i could do this because i was in the center of god's will well it was challenging it was not something that was you are walking in the unknown you have no idea what is going to happen next but it's a brand new thing it cannot be true is what the enemy says is what the circumstances says is what the world says but what is the lord telling you to do today he has a plan for you you know hussein bolt one of the fastest sprinters in the world you know he's he he started off playing cricket and uh, uh, football on the streets he came from a place where there was no drinking water and no street lights and he ended up becoming the fastest runner on this planet earth you know god has a plan what is that new thing that lord has in your life today are you ready to put your faith in him or put your faith in circumstances the second point is um it's an unusual thing see says that this is a sudden unusual thing it cannot be true so now before we go into that let me just go with accuracy and then we'll go into unusual and we'll close the service accuracy how can you be so sure that this is the word of the lord how can you that is a big question how can you know that this is what the lord is telling you to do my question is how can you be so sure that you should become a doctor that's not a concern because we are going by the examples of the society sometimes same thing with pastors children i say how can you be so sure that you should become a pastor no no my father is a pastor so i am a pastor no but how can you be so sure see we need to have a calling that's why you see there are so many pastors who have nothing to do so many graduates every year from bible colleges only few of them get into ministry most of them are completely clueless don't know what to do with life and the principle goes back to the same thing people without vision they perish whether you are in bible college or you are in srm doesn't matter where you are at the principle is the same people without vision they perish so you need to ask what is god's will for my life what is god's will for my life and it can be it can be something completely different why not nasa no why not creating a new app in delhi i was speaking at uh, shri ram college of commerce 
and I met a 13-year-old boy who created an app for odd and even in Delhi when they were having this odd and even for driving to reduce pollution. It was a 13-year-old boy. Parents, can we look at our 13-year-old children and say, this guy has a future. We need people. We need people in our in the body of Christ who are going to impact the nations. And impacting can even start as young as 8, 13, 35, doesn't matter. But I want to challenge you today. Do you have the will of God? Is God speaking something new? And for me, the accuracy was tested at the very beginning. Generally, accuracy gets tested as you are journeying along. For me, it was at the very beginning. Let me show you my passports. I think I'm the only Christian who carries passports to church. <laughs> so, this is my passport. Uh, well, you can see it. It's 13 books inside. But the accuracy got tested at the very beginning. 19th of February 2002, I took my first flight and as a musician, as an artist, and I went from Delhi to Moscow. Imagine, I have this dream that the Lord has given me. I'm going to take you to every single country on this earth. 245 countries. You can show the picture on the screen, please. 245 nations. I'm going to take you to every single country on this earth. I have a dream. And I've gone against all the voices that have told me this is impossible. And they are not bad people. They are humans. Because if I was in their place, I would have said the same thing. Because with 1,000 rupees a month, with an Indian passport, having already two rejected stamps, how in the world can you travel the world? So God gave me this vision to travel. And in the first trip itself, when I landed in Moscow, 19th of February 2002, I was detained because I did not pay a bribe of $50. 2,000 rupees. I always tell people, I'm a Christian and I'm an Indian. If you have these two qualities, you will never pay bribe. <laughs> and when I refused to pay bribe, they detained me in the airport for 30 hours. For 30 hours, I kept humiliated. And after 30 hours, they deported me back to India. And when that happened, I was completely shattered. When I landed back in Delhi, When, when that happened in Delhi, I was, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, God, you gave me a word that you're going to take me to every country in the world. And I'm here, back, totally shattered. And people are laughing. Some of them called up. And if I call them up, they'll say, Benny, we know that you're going to travel the world, but we didn't expect you to come back so soon. In 30 hours, I have been deported back. And the worst part was this. My luggage and my guitar did not arrive. And I went to the counter and I told them, ma'am, I have just arrived. My suitcase and guitar didn't arrive. They just said, let me check this system. They checked. They said, oh, sorry, sir. Your guitar is in Latvia and your suitcase is in Sweden. Where should we send it to? Now, this is the test of faith, the test of accuracy. Faith says, Benny, give London as the address because that is your next stop. Rational mind says, you don't have money for ticket. 
have just been deported be real give faith a little break no rational mind says give bangalore as the address at least you will get your suitcase and your guitar because if you don't make it to london then your guitar and your suitcase will be confiscated when nobody claims it faith says i will provide for you it was hard and i'll tell you as a human it's so easy to give up when we have challenges but i thank god he gave me the strength honestly as a human it was not possible for me i just i was shattered i was broken you talk to a broken person you don't go and give three bible verses it's not going to work there you know they're broken they're shattered they're human it takes time but i'll tell you allow the lord to speak to a broken person and the lord spoke to me and all he asked me was one question benny do you still call me good i said god how can i call you good it's easy to think god is good all the time when you're getting your salary very easy but i'll tell you when challenges are there for standing up for truth and righteousness it is hard in fact that's when god is good all the time becomes more relevant people will ask you why is god good and i sat down and i asked the lord god how can i call you good i was honest it was hard that's when he says benny look at what i did for you on the cross and that was the turning point what jesus did on the cross was so priceless that he forgave my sins and gave me eternal life i don't think any gift on this earth can ever be compared to that we all know that but yet when challenges come as human for us somehow we think god where are you you're not fair huh i'm upset with you i'm not going to read the bible you know god i'm not going to go to church for any more for one more month you know we are blackmailing god as though god is affected because we have not gone you know he is sovereign no matter what you do he is sovereign and i trusted the lord gave my london address next day miraculously god provided the money i went to london and that's how i started off my journey and today i always tell this that you now when i look at this passport i'll say never allow your starting to shape the way you finish don't allow your beginning to shape the way you end but the bible says he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it how he begins it is his wish and today i thank god for what i went through in deportation because when i have to stand in the secular world in parliaments when i talk about standing up for truth and righteousness it's not just a teaching it is living when you live you have greater power a great teaching is only in the classroom outside it's all about living and god did that today nobody questions about accuracy in fact they'll say benny how can i hear god's voice when i started they said how sure are you that this is god's voice over time people will understand you but your goal is not to please people your goal is to please god walk in the center of god's will and look what he has done walking in the center of his will he gave me this path and i was able to achieve the world record for traveling to every single country in the world in the shortest time today i can take that platform in any platform 
whether it's schools, colleges, parliaments, companies, and I'm able to share about what Jesus has done. Because one key question people ask, where did you get the money to travel? Everyone asked me that. Even Rishi Kapoor. When he saw the passport, that's all he asked me, is where did you get the money to travel? A wealthy man like him, he knew that it is not possible to be a simple person and travel the world like this. And what a, a ready-made default answer I can give, God provided. And they cannot understand that. Who will understand that? They said, how do you think God will open up trap doors from heaven and pour money? They would want more answers. What a great way to share the gospel. We have to be intentional in how we share the gospel. The world we live in, nobody is going to say, can you please come and share about Jesus? No, you have to create these opportunities by being intentional in how you share the gospel. You have to. When you give answers, you have to give answers in such a way that people would want to ask more questions about your faith. In one of the colleges when I spoke, I just told them, at 16 when I wanted to kill myself, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And I completely skip from there and go off somewhere else to breaking the world record. People all want to know what happened. During the Q&A session, invariably one question always people ask is, why did you stop there? Can you please give me more details? What do you mean by encounter with Jesus? What a beautiful platform to share Christ without offending anybody. But you have to be intentional. And the last point, well, I just want to close with this point was about um, unusual. Unusual. Or sudden. What if God suddenly turns your path? If God suddenly changes your pathway? People say, no, it cannot be true. Say, so at least God should give me three months notice before I change things. No. See, God does not work like the corporate culture or anything. No, you can't. He is God. He is sovereign. He can do anything he wants without notice. He can tell you. But he's a good God. And he knows everything. He knows from the end to the beginning. 2012, I finished traveling to every country in the world. 257 countries. No more countries left. I went back to Jesus and I said, God, what's your next plan for my life? And I thought I will be traveling for the rest of my life. I still had the passion. I was doing 300 concerts every year, 50 countries every year. I did not lose my joy at all. I was at the peak of my life. You know, at the peak of your life, God can still change your path. Don't say, I was at the bottom part. Nothing was working in business. I asked the Lord and that's when God restored and gave me a new path. No, God can give you a new path even at the peak. Which means what? You need God's will at the peak and you need God's will at the bottom. Generally, by default, we ask God's help and guidance when we are at the bottom. That's human. What about at the peak? When everything is going well, you have to be intentional to know, God, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right way? It's difficult. Because when you're at the peak, you don't want to hear to anyone. Because your lifestyle shows that you're doing very well. But what if God has something else? So at the peak, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? And that's when he said, Benny, I want you to quit 
everything. Take all your savings. And I want you to go and buy a piece of land. I had no idea why should I buy land. I'm a traveler. Nine months in a year, I'm out of the country. I bought a fridge. I have not used it for 10 years. It's as new as I bought. Once a year, I have to switch it on because somebody said, if you don't switch it on once a year, the motor will go off. Just for the sake of the motor, I would turn on the fridge. I, I lived a nomadic life and God says, I want you to buy a piece of land. And I said, Lord, land is expensive. Strange, no? We update God with the latest prices as though he doesn't know about it. You know, and I told God, land is expensive. Buying coffee and land is two different prices. He says, Benny, I am God. I will provide for you. We know that he will provide, but still, you know, when, when any amount comes more than one lakh, we say, God, this though only bank can do. Or, you know, automatically by default, we'll think that bank is the answer. There are people who will come and say, brother, please pray for me. I said, how can I pray for you? Because I don't have the gift of the word of knowledge. I need to know from them. They'll say, pray that the bank will release the loan. It is never about pray that the Lord will supply my finances. By default, let the bank, I've already applied for the loan. Not against the loan, not against any banks here. But I'm just telling you, know, if the Lord can provide, then do what the Lord can provide. If God says go and take a loan, then do that. Here, God said, go and buy the piece of land. And land was about 1.5 crores. I've never seen so many zeros in my life. I still struggle to count crores, actually. And so 1.5 crores. The Lord said, go and buy. I said, how will I buy? I'm a simple missionary. I take a bus to go to the airport. Everybody sees me doing that. At the time, I didn't have a car. And the Lord said, I will bless you. I said, okay. I went to the landowner. See, suddenly my entire direction has changed. From traveling, I'm going to a piece of land. Which means you're going to be stable in one place. I said, okay. I said, the landowner, God told me to buy a piece of land. He says, come, come. He showed me. I knew this person five years ago. I had called him. And after five years, suddenly I'm calling him. He showed 1.5 crores. I said, oh, I really like it. I want to buy it. He said, I... Then he said, how will you pay? I said, oh, that's not a problem. God told me he will provide, so it should be okay. He said, oh, Benny, I've met a lot of people like you. But when it comes to payment, you switch off the phone. You know, I said, how much time I have? He said, three months. I said, okay. I went back, and that's when Jesus said, go and empty your bank account. I said, God, I'm a missionary. You should not take money from me. You should take money from all these people, not from me. But the Lord said, go and empty. So I went, emptied everything. And I don't know how the Lord blessed. From where money came, I still don't know. But there was one crore rupees in my bank account. So I took all that and I gave it to this man, you know. I gave a check. And he said, where did you get this money? Because when you are an ordinary guy, traveling by BTC bus or other things, suddenly one crore is suspicious. So I told him what the Lord had done, 13 years of my traveling, how he had blessed and all these things. He said, wow, this has to be Jesus. I said, you're right. We were in Cafe Coffee Day. And you know the motto of Cafe Coffee Day? A lot can happen over a cup of coffee. <laughs> no? So this guy took a sip of coffee. He says, Benny, 
the rest of the 50 lakhs is my gift towards you. He wrote it off. Yeah. So, you see, it can be an unusual turn. But at the end, you'll see the Lord's hand is on it. We might not understand. If I would have known that after one sip of coffee in coffee day, this will happen, I have no problems. But God does not work like that. He wants you to grow in faith. He wants you to use your free will by submitting to his will. It's not like a robot. He's going to just force you to do things. But my question today is, where is your faith? We read the word, we come to church, we sing songs, we put offering, we do all these things. But where is God's will for your life? What are you doing? What if God gives a sudden vision? Are you still ready to accept it? Are you still ready to be uncomfortable so that God's comfort can be on your life in obedience to his will? Or does it always have to be the formula that you have? So I just focused on three things. And I want you to examine your heart. So what is the Lord telling you? How much of faith do you have? How, much, how, how many miracles do you get to see on a daily basis in your life? For miracles to happen, you need to have faith. Because only then you can really believe and know that God can do it. Otherwise, you know, you're not even giving room for God to work. And here, he helped us to build this uh, facility, Chai 316. Everything was completely paid off. We didn't take a loan. We didn't ask for money. Nothing. And uh, it's a 400-seater cafe. And we run our apologetics DTS training there. 50 people can stay there. It's one of the best cafes. In fact, architectural students from engineering colleges are coming and doing their projects on the building saying, this is an amazing thing. Christians are called to being, being an example of quality. They are called to being an example of quality. As much as we are doing our outreach programs and reaching out to the poor and the needy, we are also called to reaching out to excellence and quality. Let us not undermine God with that. He can do that. If he can take that, do that with me, being a high school dropout, to having where he has taken me, when I could surrender my will into his hands, God has a greater plan for each one of you, for the expansion of his kingdom, for the great commission, which we are all should and must be part of. But if Elisha could say with conviction, this time tomorrow, food can be plentiful. What is the Lord speaking in your life? What is that brand new thing he has put in your heart? Might be a questioning about accuracy. Is this really God speaking? Might be you're saying, God, this is really unusual. It's so sudden. I really don't know. Mary had a sudden thing. It was so sudden. Scary actually. She was somewhere around 14 or 15 years old, they say, or even 13 years old. Suddenly she's saying, the angel says, you will be pregnant. And she's like, how is that possible? And imagine, it's a scary thought because you are in a culture where if an unmarried woman is pregnant, that equals adultery and she will be stoned to death. It's not an easy thing. 
and but she was counted blessed because she accepted what the lord had told the same thing so what are we doing let's close our eyes please as all eyes are closed if there's anyone here you're struggling with unbelief i don't want this to be a regular altar call or anything but if you are truly genuinely in your heart you're struggling with unbelief you say that many yes i read the bible i i come to church i go for care cell i do everything but honestly deep down in my heart i struggle with unbelief i wonder how accurate is this that the lord is speaking or even you're struggling with unbelief so much that there is no faith there is belief but there is no faith but i want to tell you that if elisha could be so connected to god that he could he could put away his rational mind and speak the word of the lord and today god has a word for you but you have to accept that both in faith and in belief because unbelief destroys your journey with the lord it just takes away the adventure that god has for your life so as all eyes are closed if there's anyone struggling with unbelief and you want to say benny today i want to really walk in faith and belief and i want to do the things that god wants me to do and i know it might be hard in the beginning but one day i know i will be the head and not the tail i know that god will make me more than a conqueror knowing that you can put your hand up if there's anyone struggling with unbelief and you can put your hand down yes thank you anyone else yes thank you thank you yes please put your hand down anyone else thank you yes yes thank you yes please put your hand down thank you let's repeat the simple prayer after me lord jesus i need your strength strength to believe beyond my understanding help me to be like elisha where i could put my faith beyond my reasoning and my faith in you will help me to taste miracles and in turn i can share this to the world in jesus name amen